Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Hello and welcome to the China Shop, everybody. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. With me, as always, is Kyle, the inimitable creator of FinancialIneptitude.com. Kyle, how are you doing today? I am just in awe of your amazing pronunciation. <laughs> pronunciation or enunciation? Uh, I guess, I guess, it could be either. In this case, that's also how uh, it's also sobriety de- detector for me. Oh, yeah. For, by the, by the way, for you, like I can tell if I'm not. You like, can that's the tell. Only way you can tell. You can tell not. how fucked up I am. Because when I smoke weed, my tongue gets dry and swells, mm. and I don't pronounce things as clearly. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on in the shop with us today. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd love to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing ever-growing strategies for trying to maximize gains and cut losses. If you are new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialineptitude.com, or you can give one of our many beginner trading episodes a listen. We'll have all those links in the episode description, but the best place to be is head on over to our Discord server. We get on there every day. It's really just an awesome place to be with a bunch of amazing people. Is that weed kicking in? No. um, (laughs) What are you talking about, man? Nothing, nothing, nothing. What are you talking about? (laughs) There's, there aren't any special paid tiers or access areas, because fuck that shite. And when you do join that server, Kyle, what, what should they do? They just join and then boom, everything's roses. All they got to do is just send me a private message with the mailing address and we'll get some smash it yourself swag straight from the shop sent your way. And then we burn that address. And then we burn it. Yes. I, uh... When I moved into the the place I'm living in Vegas, I went to one place to get mm-hmm. an oil change, and uh, now I get tons of mail. Oh, the your realtors will do it too. Yeah, like whoever actually like owns your loan, you'll just before you even like change your address, you're all of a sudden getting things like, "Oh, you need insurance." <laughs> hey, did you just buy a new house? And the worst is they they put things on the freaking envelope that make it look like it's official from your lender. Like you, oh, you bastards, sons of bitches. Yeah, oh, we don't wow. do that. Yeah, we don't do that at all. We just love sending you some China Shop swag straight from the shop shop. Just because, because we care. Because we care, and it's always a wonderful time hanging out with friends. Speaking of caring and wonderful times and friends. Kyle, do we have any show news to report? Yeah, coming up on Monday, we have Blaine McCauley, host of the Penny Lane podcast that will be airing. Uh, Next week, I will be recording the Delta episode for Back to the Futures with Vanta Trading's Baba Yaga. Uh, If you have any last-minute questions, you can uh, send that via that aforementioned Discord or shoot us an email at tubals at financialaptitude.com. And then an episode with Carly Gardner is going to be sandwiched in between that. She is a broker who runs her own. She runs her own brokerage. Oh, okay, that'll be fun. That'd be interesting. I have a lot of questions about how that works. <laughs> I have to say though, Blaine McCauley feels like a, a name one of us would make up. It does. It, it, <laughs> 
We had our Wait friend Blaine from high school and Ryan McCauley. <laughs> yeah, my name's Blaine McCauley. Right, right. <laughs> oh, I'm sure Blaine's a great guy. Ah. Actually, girl. Blaine is a yes. girl? Yes. Crazy. All right, well, should certainly... I use guy like dude, like person. It's genderless yeah. guy, right? Right. Sure. Can I get away with that? Well, I don't think we're supposed to assume that anymore, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I just wish our language had, was was genderless, and I didn't have to pay attention to what I said. You mean like it used to? I think like it is. Oh, uh, uh, he and her. Are... Oh no, no, no! I was thinking of like there's no the like feminine oh, desk. Oh, right, right, <laughs> right, like it's chair masculine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> D and Dare. D and Dare. D Dare Das. Dare yep. Das. Anyway, we have got a rabid, ragged, rancid show for you today. <laughs> Lots of market moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and brighter futures than the inside traders of First Republic Bank. Oh, you mix it up today. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? We have been doing a lot more future stuff lately. And as we'll learn about in the news, some insider <laughs> traders of First Republic Bank don't no. have a bright future at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook. Over on our Discord, we've got the link to that in the episode description. Or maybe you're old school. You just want to send us an email to two bulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two bulls, B two B U L L S at financialineptitude.com. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell about tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you and your friends just found Van Helsing's diary. And now you have to open up a portal to Limbo to save yourself from the entire Universal Studios classic horror intellectual property. Oh, yeah, that's got to be. Wait, no. Which Star Wars is that? It's not Star Wars. What? How could you not do a Star Wars one reference on the day after Star Wars Day? May, May the 4th? Yeah. Oh, God. Okay. Um, maybe uh, your your dad straight up took over the empire star wars oh shit oh, <laughs> oh you got it ah, woo. all <laughs> right good job no uh, uh monster squad i don't think i saw that oh my goodness the wolfman's got nards you don't remember that no i don't think i ever no. saw that uh -uh. it's a horror movie from the 80s that i remember oh. as a kid laughing because they they kick wolfman in the crotch and he goes oh and they're like wolfman's got nards that, and they run, run away <laughs> that sounds familiar that line Maybe that that might be a good shitty movie night movie. Yeah, yeah, it's it's not fantastic. I loved it as a kid, so it should be a good time. All right, all right, yeah. all right, all right. We talk about uh, some bet results now. Um, yes, actually, this is a good bet results conversation. Oh, finally, <laughs> it's only been two months. Um, starting to feel like the generals fighting the Harlem Globetrotters, right? <laughs> Uh, we wanted to go long on MU, but we put the condition that had to be above 65 half. Mm -hmm. um, if it was not above that, we were going to go long at seven, uh, 60 instead. Okay. And I don't think we wanted to short it down there for some reason. Mm. So we didn't get any trade until Thursday. <laughs> but, ah. but the low of the day on Thursday, $59.90. Oh, we got yeah. filled almost on a bottom tick. Yeah, it felt pretty good seeing that. All right. Uh, closed All on right. Friday at 61.23. Gave back a little bit of our gains. And it was only about a 2% win. But you know what? That's much better than a 10% haircut to start the week off. That's, yeah. Yeah. So we're sitting at 510.25 after week one. And then random went long Coca-Cola KO. Opened the week at 64.15 on Monday. Closed at 64.02. Yeah. Putting random in its rightful place at $498.99. <laughs> yes! Early lead. Yeah, yeah. $12. And then we also have some other, uh, I guess, housekeeping to do with the bet. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody posted their sculptures. Yep, yep. Uh, I'll put links to the YouTube videos. I just made them public after the... The voting threshold was cut off since we decided to keep that only internal to the Discord community. Okay. Uh, let me pull up the score sheet here. So it looks like Joel finished in second place with 54 total points. Uh, I finished in first with 61, and you had 49. 
Joel took first place in the uh, scavenger hunt portion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then third in the judging from Ray and second in the YouTube voting. I was uh, third in that um, in the sculpture portion, second in the or first in the judging and first in the YouTube voting. And then Dan, you were last tied for second, but I gave you the tie break since your items actually were all there and not <laughs> not pine cones masquerading as fruit. <laughs> ah, uh-huh. You got second in Ray's judging and third in the YouTube voting. Now, wait, so this YouTube voting. Yeah. You said it was closed. So just just the discords people got to got to do the votes. Yeah, yeah, that was the plan. That was that was the plan. Did, did we stick to that plan? What? Oh, oh, uh, what are you what are you getting? At? Uh, I'm saying, did you did you share that link? I didn't share that link with anybody off of the discord is all I'm saying. I come in last. I'm just I'm just suspicious. Oh, I might have shared it with my family. Mm, OK, OK. Oh, what OK. Are you saying? What are you saying? OK. I mean, I've got a big family, too, Kyle. I know. I was wondering why nobody else was making use of theirs. <laughs> <laughs> so, OK, OK. Wait, if, did I? All right. All right. Well, you know, if, if, if I'm, I don't feel like it would be honest to leave you in first place there. Uh, right. I think that's fair. Video. I think that's fair. I knew I was pushing the boundary you, there. You got to pause and recalculate, see who the real winner is. Uh, no, it's Joel then. <laughs> <laughs> Quite obviously, Joel. Congratulations, Joel. <laughs> you are the biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I lost the contest for losing. Yes, yes. Well, actually, that might have put me in last place if you take away all my votes. <laughs> all right, fair votes. enough. Fair all right. Enough. Well done, Joel. And then we have one last bit of housekeeping. We still have consequences for last month. Oh, shit. That's right. That's right. This one was super interesting. I asked uh, Random's representative, ChatGPT, to come up with some good consequences. Mm-hmm. And he wants us to write a thank you letter to Random. Oh, what? Yes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. All right, all right. Like uh, random, thank thank you for uh, I guess, participating. I thank guess you. for for sharing all your wisdom and allowing us to copy your trades. I don't know. Thank you for your unpredictable mood swings. Yeah. Shit. So, okay. Well. <laughs> damn. Put those together. We'll have those, and then either next week or the week after. I'm gonna go uh, when we're done recording. I'm gonna go ask ChatGPT to write me a thank you letter. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right. Should we should we move on and actually talk about some some stock stuff? All right, yeah, yeah. Let's, uh, let's talk are, about some stock. Since some we are stock news. Like a stock show still. We'll talk about the news first, then we'll talk about specifically stock news. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You gotta recognize the game if you don't wanna lose. We're just skipping to bulls trading information. Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill. No, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. What? Two bulls trading information. I'm inclined to agree. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? All right. Uh, I know what I have, but it's more of the minutiae. I think you might have the actual story about the jobs report. Because mm. as Agildian pointed out uh, in the Discord very nicely, the headlines is what moves the markets, not the details. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's still fascinating, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The news events, definitely, as we just saw with the FOMC, they, the headline can really push it. What do you got for for the jobs report? Uh, the U.S. added two hundred fifty three thousand non farm jobs last month, according to the report from Bureau of Labor Statistics. That uh, is 
as of now, though, as I'll get yeah. into. <laughs> uh, stronger than expected in April, April, showing the resilience of the economy, even as the Federal Reserve signaled it was getting close to pausing its cycle of interest rate rises. Mm -hmm. uh, so it looks like we've got a, a hot labor market. Still. So they're still. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna cut rates anytime soon. Yeah, I don't think they'll be cutting anytime soon. But I think a pause is at least the most likely scenario right now. Mm, I mean, I, I, maybe that's what the market believes. It's not what I. That's, believe. Yes, that's what the market. <laughs> exactly, you're right. <laughs> uh, no, I was looking through some of the the actual like minutia of it, just the the different areas that we're seeing the bigger gains, and I was actually surprised to see tech up there. Oh, the, the tech jobs are growing. Yes. Uh, well, let's see what the actual thing is in here. Uh, let's see. Leisure and hospitality trended up 31,000 extra, largely in food and services, which accounted for 25,000 of those jobs. But the professional scientific and technical services added 45,000. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I guess maybe the layoffs are may cycle. That maybe that's what's getting the headlines, but it looks like the actual trend is that they're still still hiring huh all right we laid off enough people let's all hire them all back yeah, now we gotta get them all back exactly uh surprisingly even financial activities increased uh by twenty three thousand in april as well uh gains were mostly in the insurance carriers and related activities and real estate um oh the revisions okay so february got revised down uh, it was at 326,000 added, and now it's standing at 248 after this revision. And the change from March was to drop another 71,000 jobs from it, revising it from 236 to 165K. Oh, I'm, I don't remember what the original estimates were for in February or March, but I remember it coming out saying we met or beat them, right? Right, yeah, it was. It was so uh, are they spoofing the numbers? Well, they say these result from additional reports being received from businesses and government agencies that were after the published estimates uh, and from the recalculation of seasonal factors. And this is directly from the BLS.gov news release. Yeah. But yeah, to, to, to come in with those hot estar, you know, numbers and then revise them downward by 150,000 two months later, when this is the information that the Fed is making their decisions off of. Right, you're reporting another beat, and the Fed's like, "Yeah, see, see, we're doing good." Right, and then they keep revising him down. Okay, can we? Hey Siri, remember this conversation? You want to see how much May gets or <laughs> April gets changed next month? Oh, whoops! Actually, it actually did it. <laughs> I don't have an F for that. You need to download one. Right. <laughs> But yeah, something, something to keep an eye on. I want to see if that is the... I might have to go through the rest of these reports and maybe just look to see how much they've been adjusting these because I remember like one of the massive beats that we saw last year coming back and they're like, ah, just kidding. That was not true. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know the uh, the Financial Times article goes on to, to quote uh, David Kelly, the chief global strategist at J.P. Morgan, mm -hmm. that... Uh, It'd be fool, very foolish to push rates any higher. I think they've been foolish to push them as high as they've done. Mm. Uh, talking about like the, the the banking turmoil going on right now, right? So if you add this banking stuff with like if 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 we're not actually seeing the jobs growth that keeps getting reported, I feel like that's we're compounding our problems. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Like we've got a weak banking system on its back foot. Right. And we're like, raise the rates. Look, employment's good. Raise the rates. Employment's good. I feel like they kind of painted themselves in the corner there, though. I don't think they had a choice but to raise them. Otherwise, people would have gotten a lot more scared about the banking yeah. situation and, if yeah. they cited that as the reason for not raising rates again. Right. Right. Like, they're just stuck. They can't, they yeah. can't admit it's bad. Well, just I just I just remember talking with Ian Frazier and Jared Bibler. About <laughs> banks in Iceland and Europe, and right, how sh shifty they are, and <laughs> how how amazing, how well ran, and oh, yeah. well oiled machine they they operate. How like. ethically they behave. Yeah, with their <laughs> trash bins full of drug money, and <laughs> 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 oh, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's 
seems about right. <laughs> All right. What else have we got uh, for for news? For general market well, news. Here? Since we're talking about it, uh, the the American Bankers Association. Since we're talking about banks, they uh, came out Thursday urging federal regulators to investigate uh, short selling of publicly oh. traded banks. Oh, are they investing in AMC too? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, um, no, but it's it sounds it sounds like uh, the same the same vein. Yeah. Uh, so they put out a letter to Gary Gensler saying uh, they observed extensive social media engagement about the health of various banks that was out of step with general industry conditions. Oh, so now that they're the target, now yeah, now they're upset. now it's a problem. I see. I see. Now it's a problem. Uh, uh, quote, we urge the SEC to consider all its existing tools and to take measures to reduce the avenues for abusing trading practices and restore investor confidence. <laughs> These measures include, at a minimum, a clear message and appropriate enforcement actions against market manipulation and other abusive short selling practices. Manipulation. Manipulation. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Reuters did report. At one point, that U.S. federal and state officials are assessing the possibility of market manipulation behind some of the big moves in the banking share prices in recent days. Interesting. And the White House has vowed to monitor short-selling pressures on healthy banks. I also saw an interesting post from Unusual Wales because I love how they do their um, congressmen, like the Senate yeah. and uh, House of Representative tracking, like the trades that they make. And yep. somebody unloaded their position in First Republic on like March 16th and then immediately turned around and bought up a bunch of J.P. Morgan. Huh. Huh. Really interesting. That's some good timing, Kyle. That, I that, know. That sounds like a smart investor to me. Uh-huh. They, they trade with uh, Elon Musk's family? Uh, must have. <laughs> I think his brother runs his uh, portfolio for him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, man, I'd do so good if I had insider information, too. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I'd do so good if I just had access to Elon Musk's phone for 10 minutes. <laughs> tweet, 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 and I'm rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair enough. I'm, I'm surprised buy that hasn't coin. happened yet. <laughs> right. Or maybe it has. Maybe that's why he's so <laughs> out there. Just, he, he doesn't want to admit that his, his phone gets steal lost. His phone. <laughs> yeah. They're his like, brother. His brother loaded up on Doji coin, grabs his phone. It's like Doji, Doji, Doji. He's like, "Well, now I can't look stupid." Yeah, I don't want to look dumb. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. All right, I've got one other story here that was submitted through the Discord from a Gildan seventy five, uh, which was just kind of more shocking than anything else. You know, the IRS has spent over ten million dollars worth of uh, spent over ten million dollars on tactical gear holsters ammo all kinds of like shit that like a SWAT team should have the IRS yeah fuck well like I guess is this is this like riding shotgun like the money car are they uh, are they going and confiscating things they claim that it's because they're spending a lot of time investigating criminal and gang activity but I mean yeah. since 2020 they've they spent 10 million on weapons ammo and combat gear uh, two point three million on ammo, one point two million on ballistic shields, four hundred seventy-four thousand on Smith and Wesson rifles, four hundred sixty-three on Beretta, thirteen oh one tactical shotguns, damn, and two hundred forty-three thousand on body armor vests. And then there is also a mysterious one point three million dollar line item for quote various other gear for criminal investigation agents. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean. I I've never thought of the IRS as anything but like desk people. I yeah, same here. Like even if you are investigating organized crime, like what? <laughs> look what, before I, got, I look over these spreadsheets, Kyle. I need to put on my body armor. It's like, uh, hey, sorry, Steve, but guess you drew the short straw. You got to go to the mafia headquarters and go audit. <laughs> you got to go audit, Fat Tony. Yeah, now, right? I know it's scary in there, but we gave you the body armor, right? So you're yeah. good. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. The agency had noted their applicants must be willing to, quote, carry a firearm, must be prepared to protect himself or others from physical attacks at any time and without warning and use firearms in life-threatening situations, must be willing to use force up to and including the use of deadly force, end quote. 
And you thought being an accountant was boring. I know, right? Holy shit. <laughs> I just, I kind of want to go browse around H&R Block, see what they've got going on in there. <laughs> I'm from the H&R Block. Yeah, yeah. We, we for real. We, we run these streets. <laughs> oh, God. Ain't, ain't nobody do business around here. HR doesn't get a taste. <laughs> All right. Anything else for general news? Uh, no, no. No, sir. No, I don't. And then how about a quick advertising break? Ooh, my favorite. Longtime fans of the show should be familiar with the lender formerly known as Sue Pullen, and I'm pleased to announce that she's back, fresh off a rebrand and ready to help as Sue Mackey. Sue is a certified mortgage advisor at Fairway Independent Mortgage, an equal housing lender who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She has over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners. Whether it's purchasing, refinancing, or even a reverse mortgage, Sue will help. Sue's licensed in 36 states now, so reach out and let Sue Mackey it happen for you. The best way to reach her is just give her a call at 520-977-7904 or in an email spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Mackey has an MLS number of 206048. That email again, spullen at fairwaymc.com. And that phone number is 520-977-7904. Shoot Sue an email and let her know she needs to update that address. And let's go ahead and uh, kick off the stock time. Stock time! Now it's talk about stocks time. Looking for setups and still not advice. Big moves, fresh news, and earnings. All that we're saying is still not advice. Stock time. Please don't sue us. I gotta say, you must have been sober as a bird when you recorded that. Yeah. Yeah, because you enunciated everything perfectly. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that's definitely something i try to do consciously while singing enunciate or sober um uh, enunciate <laughs> definitely not sober no never sober god the uh, only thing i i like to do sober is learn things mm, mm. i like to wake up sober oh yeah i've definitely taken some enough edibles to not wake up sober before but the funny thing is, is you don't realize that you're not sober until you mm. get up to do something and then everything's just swimming. And then you're like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> am I Am I high? Am I still I high? <laughs> Fuck, I think I'm still high. Oh, it's like that fucking, uh, what is that show? Workaholics? They're trying to get yeah. to work and like they've partied the night before. They jump in the car and then they crash it into the trash can behind them. It's like, oh, I think I'm still drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyhow, all right, what do we got? Um, well, you, you kind of talked a little bit about first republic and there was yes. some big news there. yes uh uh federal regulators have opened an investigation into former former first republic bank executives to determine whether or not they took part in any insider trading before hmm. the, the whole shit blew up are we taking uh, bets we should we should take <laughs> bets uh because i'm willing to bet that yes kyle yes they did I I would be willing to bet a lot of money on that. I, I in fact I believe you you pointed out somebody that mysteriously sold First Republic and bought right. JP Morgan. Right, <laughs> may have been an exec. <laughs> yeah. quite, I think I would. Hmm, I would have to know. I don't know if I would trust the regulators though. Right. Uh, yeah. Well, we don't know the status of the probe or who they might be targeting. Um. They're they're it's, they're not being like super public about it. Uh, I'm be curious if we can pull up the uh, the SEC filings for the insider trading because they are supposed to disclose all that information. That's true. That's true. We we should be able to see a list of people on the potential investigated. Yeah, like how many people liquidated their entire holdings? You know, uh, yeah, less than a month ago, <laughs> within the last month. That's what I want to know. Uh, it's and but and it's not just a First Republic. They're also investigating Silicon Valley Bank. Mm, good, they uh, should for possible insider trading. Yeah, any any big collapse like that, you'd expect them to, right? Right, right. 
Uh, there was also some more news with First Republic with them getting seized on Monday. The FDIC seized them and then sold them off to J.P. Morgan. Okay, the FDIC seized them and they're like, you're ours now. And they're like, hey, J.P. Morgan, I got a bank for sale. You buying? I, I think I'm guessing it was probably just the first or whoever the biggest bid was. Uh, I'm trying to see if it act. I've been saying FDIC, but I should probably double check and make sure it is regulators. They said I'm assuming it's the FDIC. Yeah, they're like you've triggered too much insurance. Your bank is ours now. You, you, yeah, you, you, we can't. We have no faith in your system anymore. So we are going to take you. And then they sold off all the deposits and most of the assets to J.P. Morgan Chase. And then Jamie Dimon told, <laughs> said in a new, or said to the, uh, I don't know if this is a press conference or just a statement. His statement was, "Our government invited us and others to step up, and we did. <laughs> Good job, Jamie. Yes." <laughs> Hey, yes, you, you, you stepped up and took free assets. <laughs> you want to you wanna buy some shit? We got it on the cheap. I, I don't know that says how much they sold it for. That's what I'm really curious about. And I'm also really curious to know where the $30 billion funding package went to. The $30 billion funding package? Oh, when from when SVB? When all the banks up? jumped in and like this was First Republic was the one that got that. That was last month uh, to try to help keep them from failing, basically. Uh, J.P. Morgan, Bank of America, and a bunch of the other big names all kicked in, like uh, up to like five billion a piece in unsecured deposits. Fucking hey, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I wonder if uh, some of that was credit for, but why J.P. Morgan? I don't know. It's weird. It's weird that they're the only ones that got any of this. Also, well, it's it's uh, their their assets. We don't. Well, the liabilities just disappear. I mean, I, I guess. I mean, yeah, you know, is this like when uh, the Royal Bank of Scotland bought that failing bank in Europe and bought all their bad debt? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that would work. Uh, I mean, they just bought the deposits and the assets is all it said. Can we get can we get Jamie Dimon on the show? I'd like to ask him a few questions. I mean, we can try. Okay, please do. Jamie Dimon did not respond to comment from Two Bulls. <laughs> Financial ineptitude contacted Jamie Diamond. He said, no, thank you. <laughs> All right. He said, this mailbox does not accept incoming mail. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Other stories. Um, Apple uh, mm. crushed it today. Uh, in fact, people are pointing to them as being the ones that are basically holding up the economy. Uh, they gained 2% after exceeding expectations for revenue and profit in the first quarter. Ooh, which um, it looked like. I mean, they really nailed it. It's what it looks like. I mean, their sales ended. They fell two point five percent to ninety four point eight billion, ahead of expectations of a four point four percent decline. Profit was flat at one fifty two per share compared with estimates of one forty three. But they said uh, their gross profit margins for the current quarter were better than forecast, despite an expected dip in revenue because of supply and supply chain issues that have resolved uh, iphone sales were also up one and a half percent besting expectations for a 3.3 percent drop and then they also were seeing inroads uh in places like india so apple's still looking pretty strong damn yeah i'm just pulling up its chart apple's like the only one who's really been holding everything up it seems like hmm. interesting yeah all right. Uh, what else do you have? I uh, just found out about, and sorry about earlier just now, I was enamored by Apple's chart. I oh, stopped talking and started looking at charts. <laughs> yeah, happens. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> like these levels all held up. When was the last time I even put them here? Uh, <laughs> I'd love that. <laughs> uh, I just found out about this. It's, a, it's like a couple weeks old now. But uh, Tupperware, the company Tupperware, it trades on uh, stock ticker TUP. Tup. Huh. Uh, it might go out of business, man. What? How? Yeah, how? Everybody, Every, right? Everybody gets Tupperware. Um, uh, there, is it actually Tupperware, or are we just buying like Glad's version? Or everybody's buying knockoff Tupperware. Yeah, yeah. It's like Kleenex. Yeah, um, yeah. And their stock, you can you. You can absolutely see it in a, like a fucking free fall. 
That's weird because you think that Tupperware would do well in an economy that's not that great. And my reasoning for thinking that is that if people are having to make more meals at home and not eating out as much, you think they would need a way to store all that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so the company has openly said they've got substantial doubt about their ability to continue as a going concern, according to their regulatory filing. The New York Stock Exchange warned the company that they might get delisted because they didn't file an annual report for 2022. Oh, that's not good. And Tupperware said it plans to file a report within the next month, but there can't be there can be no assurance it will be filed at such time. I'm looking at them on TradingView. I don't even see when their last report was. Oh, there it is. Okay, I was on the five minute. Uh, it says they should have released one on today. Today. But it's also just showing estimates, so it doesn't look like they have yet. Uh, yeah, apparently, apparently they've, they're have they engaged with financial advisors to try and find financing to keep them going. Uh, now, I don't think they actually said why, but I mean, it's pretty obvious at this point that they've uh, been fucking up, spending a lot more than it takes <laughs> to make Tupperware. Trying to look. I think their revenue has been going. No, their revenue has actually not been that In bad. Mar- they said their net sales for 2022 were 1.3 billion, down 18% from the year prior. Yeah, looks like last uh, the March ones were not that great. Um, as a brand, they haven't been able to fully connect with younger consumers. Uh, they haven't had any innovations. And they're even facing a lawsuit from investors because they didn't disclose serious issues with internal controls Mm. and made misstatements in its 2020 report. How do you improve Tupperware? Like, what kind of innovations are you expecting? Like, can you make it pack your food for you? Uh, I liked the innovation of the little thing I pressed to to make it a vacuum inside. Ah, okay. That was cool. Was that Tupperware, though, or was that Glad? (laughs) Fuck if I know. Probably not Tupperware. <laughs> the fact that we don't know <laughs> means that they need some marketer marketing in there. Yeah, yeah. All right. So <laughs> I've got one last story here that I think uh, you're going to be interested in. Okay. I've talked a lot about children uh, labor laws and ragging on companies that have been violating that. Mm-hmm. Uh, add McDonald's to the list. McDonald's. <laughs> You're, wait, a Happy Meal made, made by, by a child? Made by a child. More than Can I get a frowny meal? <laughs> More than 300 children, including two 10-year-olds, found working at McDonald's restaurants across Kentucky and several other states. 10-year-olds? Yeah, and this, this is the specific case that they mentioned on here. Two 10-year-olds working unpaid and as late as 2 a.m. at a McDonald's restaurant in Louisville, operated by Bauer Food, LLC. Fucking 10-year-olds on the graveyard? The two children prepared and distributed food orders, cleaned the store, worked at the drive through window, and operated a register. One of them also allowed to operate a deep fryer, which is supposed to be prohibited for workers under the age of 16 by federal law. Holy shit. Uh, 42 of the 62 were in Kentucky, according to the data released by the department. Uh, the other states were Indiana, Maryland, and Ohio. All operated under Bauer Foods, Archway, Richmond LLC, and Bell Restaurant Corp. What the fuck? So according to Bauer, they say the two 10-year-olds were children of a night manager who were visiting their parent at work and not approved by the franchisee organization management to be in that part of the restaurant. So they've taken steps to ensure policies regarding children visiting a parent or guardian at work were clear to all employees. But what it sounds like is the night manager was getting behind and I've got two kids with me that, you know, can't do anything because I'm here working. I'll just go ahead and put them to work. Right. Like I can't. CPS said they were going to take you by leaving <laughs> you home alone. So I'm taking right. you to work. So I'll take you to work. Oh, uh, shit. We got a line in the drive through. Billy, <laughs> Billy, put your headset on. That's probably <laughs> how do you go through a drive through and not report that? That's what I don't get. I'm sorry. I'm throwing a tantrum. If I pull up and a 10 year old, I'm going to say, hey, hey, can you get the adult that's making you do this? Can you get them to the window, please? Can you please tell me there is an adult? <laughs> yeah, can, 
Can I can I make this purchase from an adult? I don't mean to be ageist, but uh, I really feel like you should be asleep. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> or doing homework. <laughs> or doing homework. I really feel like you should not be working. Although I suppose if you're going to a drive-thru at two in the morning, you might be questioning what you're seeing anyway. Like, man, did a kid just sell me a Happy Meal? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, McDonald's, do better. I I think I'm still drunk from yesterday. (laughs) I was a (laughs) ten-year-old. Man, that dude looked really young. (laughs) Guy looked really young. Uh, Oh shit! All right, that wraps up my week. Yikes. Yikes. I I can't top that. All right. Well, let's just move on to some crypto then. (laughs) Eight-year-olds. Eight-year-olds, dude. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. Some Doji Sushi Polka Dot NFT Decentralized Anonymized Fabulous Cryptocurrency Alright, should we start off with the quick one or you want to go first? Oh, uh, let's start off with the quick one. Alright, I found a story claiming that the Bitcoin is ready for a 20% rally. Oh, yeah, I bet everybody with some Bitcoin is ready for a 200% rally. I know, right? 20%? They probably don't even get out of bed. <laughs> uh, now, this comes from Matrix Port, which guess what they do? They are a cryptocurrency <laughs> services provider. <laughs> no. They released a research report on Thursday suggesting it has the potential to surge by 20%, reaching a value between thirty-five and 36000 they claim that Bitcoin has been constrained within a tightening wedge, which is expected to break upwards soon, equivalent to the initial formation of the wedge, according to a Coindesk report. They also think that the uh, Fed's decision to raise rates by 25 basis points, there's a high likelihood this marks the end of the current rate cycle. Oh, that despite their recent decision, they believe it's the end of the rate hike cycle, which they think will pave the way for a robust market rally. Well, okay, well, I think we have seen that there's a lot of evidence to show that maybe that is not necessarily the case. I'm, I'm uh, looking at the uh, Bitcoin US dollar. Now, I don't have all of the volume data on Bitcoin because this is just the, the bit to US dollar pin on TradingView. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's what uh, I'm looking at, too. I don't. I don't think, see. I mean, I guess I guess it's a nice round of bottom, but this is you expect this. 30,000. Well, be. when they say that, I zoom out onto the daily. I look even further out and I see that, yeah, it's structurally we are at least setting higher highs and higher lows. So structurally, the move looks bullish, but it's in a really key resistance right now. That's what Our I'm saying. Yeah. Previous distribution, yeah, from back the end of May of last year. If this... it gets above 32, yeah, I can see, but I would target even higher than that. I'd think 38. Yeah, you really, you really want to see thirty-eight to forty break and retest to get super excited. But that's, I mean, that's the move that they're talking about, right? I suppose they're saying it's gonna. But I think, I think it's where it's at is is the resistance. It's got got a fucking clear. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, this, like, I don't see this. I mean, I guess there's a little bit of a wedge, but I don't know. Scroll back out. It's in a distribution, in an old distribution. Yeah. Let yeah, it no, clear daily. Let it clear 32k first, and then get a retest and target target those uh, higher numbers because there is, as they mentioned, not that much resistance up above. If it can clear a you know clear 32,000, I think yeah, it, it is likely to to go back up and retest the next distribution. Yeah, you got. I'm looking at a block between 30 and 40. Yeah, pretty sizable. Seems reasonable. Yeah, yeah, but you know what's uh, three times the size of that distribution block. What's that? Uh, five thousand to twelve thousand. Oh, okay. That's not good. Well, saying, I mean, if you're zooming out, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, way, it's way held, more volume down there. It's held fifteen k support pretty nicely. Well, I just hope to be in a position if it gets down to under ten grand to to pick a couple up. There you go. There you go. All right. Anything else for crypto? Yes. 
Yes, uh, apparently I've been doing it all wrong. Um, have you? Have we talked about the Pepe coin? Oh yeah, yeah, we talked about that last yeah, we week. We talked about Pepe coin last week. That's right. That's right. Because we were like, "Where does the Pepe meme come from?" Right. Uh, uh, well, it's blasted itself to the moon by doubling in price twice during last weekend while we were recording. Holy shit! Still going? Still going. There's one account that uh, moved two hundred and fifty-one from ethereum into pepe coin before it started going up and he's turned 251 dollars into 8 million in three weeks holy shit he did way better that other guy we talked about did one ethereum to like 170 some k like yeah. it wasn't even a well who knows what he's at now um but this, still god damn as of this recording and to the best of my knowledge uh he has yet to take any profit Okay, the other trader did at least. <laughs> oh my god, how do you sit on an eight million dollar windfall and not cash anything out? Yeah, he's probably uh, in a position too where he can't really sell too much of it. Otherwise, he's going to move the market himself. It, 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 what if it doubles again? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he might sink the market himself. I would one hundred percent be trying to scale out without crashing the price. Oh, I fuck that. I just cash it all. Eight million from two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, you. I don't even care if I get only up. four million if I, you know, tank oh, it. Oh, yeah, even yeah, just I'm fine. one million. Yeah, walk give away. me that. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> fair enough. Uh it's is there something about crypto and not selling and not taking profit? I think that's just retail in general. Because damn. I think if you go back and listen to us uh, three years ago, we oh, probably yeah. would have been holding for the moon too. That's true. I know I did when I had those AMC options and I opened my portfolio and I took it from like three grand to 24 grand. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was I think... like, no, I want to sell at 25. So I didn't. And then it got went down to 21. I was like, well, well, I used to have 24. I'll sell it. I'll wait and sell. And yeah. Down 18. I'm like, well, it used to be 21. I'll wait. I'll wait and sell. Yeah. 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 That's how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's upstuck. Up, yes. Upstuck. It sucks to get upstuck. Don't don't let it happen to you, kids. Yes, don't take some let fucking it fucking profit. For the love of God. <laughs> don't take don't fight for what you want. Take what it'll give you. Not financial advice. Take Not the advice. profit. <laughs> but please take profit. For the love of God, get paid. Oh, Jesus. All right. Ready to move on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing back there? Oh, I'm just uh fixing my saddlebags. Kapow! <laughs> Uh, quick with that one, huh? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll, I'll go first. Shot, if you I shot under the under my horse. Luckily, she's a mare, so. Well, yeah, she is now. <laughs> <laughs> is that what got all over my face? <laughs> oh, good lord! No horses were harmed in the making of this show. No, no. All right, my good for the week was today. I think. I think my trading today was. Well, I was really happy with it, but not just because of the way I traded today, but because of the way I traded Thursday, mm. I felt like I was able to recover and forget uh, some of the mistakes I'd made the day before and just do just a good job of following plan. We talked uh, on the morning call and then you and I were talking uh, before the market opened. We we're both mm. bullish uh, based on the markets, uh, technicals that we were seeing mm -hmm. all my trades longs, not a single short in there. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Yes. Well, uh, what was your good? Uh, my good was FOMC trading. Oh, I didn't know you I, traded FOMC. I, I normally take Wednesdays off. Uh, Jamie Lynn has Wednesdays off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, taking Wednesdays off, that's great. That's when all the news events are. And I don't know how to trade those. So, you know, I just won't. Yeah. And Tuesday, I watched the Trade Pro Academy Inner Circle Masterclass on trading news events because I was like, oh. I got to watch through all these. And he <laughs> specifically like has a video on FOMC. And I was like, OK, well, I'll watch it. So I've got the knowledge. Yeah. And sure, sure enough, Jamie Lynn goes, she's like, I got a hair appointment. I'll see you later. And I'm like at home alone. And, you know, she's not here hanging out. So it's like, I'll load it up to see, see what happened with FOMC. Yeah. I was like, oh, look, and it's right near my inflection point. Uh, I'm going to take a long at seven and a half. And, uh, you know, it's FOMC, so I'll widen my stops a little bit. And uh, I hit my take profit. Like, oh, nice. Really nice fade with a sweet setup. 
Isn't it uh, nice when you get to put new knowledge to into effect immediately and immediately. see results? Yeah, and, and saw the results. Yeah, yeah. I if it was literally they're like, here's the advanced, more more difficult way to trade it, and here's the easier way to start trading it. And I hit the easier way. Uh, it worked worked like a charm, and it felt felt good to be felt effortless. You know. Uh, uh, yeah. I just I just pulled it up to take a look, and it just happened happened to be in the right spot. Right. And I was seeing what I liked on the dom, and and it worked out. It worked out. Those are my favorite trades when I'm. Just walking past my computer and like, oh, where are the markets at now? Like, oh, that is a juicy setup. Like, you don't even have time to think about it to try to justify it. You're just like, oh, yes, that. Yeah, please, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do that. That's what that. I want to see. That's, yeah. that's what I want to see. Okay. Throw the trade on. Mm -hmm. That happens more often than you would think, too, which makes me wonder if I shouldn't be having a chart up all day. I should just glance at it every now and then. I I also have to give a shout out. My good for the week is also, I got to say, my week. I've, I've never had a better week. Uh, oh, fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. 48 out of 18 trades. So just shy of 50%. And I finished the week with 77 and a quarter points after commissions. Nice. That's pretty good for only trading three micros, too. Right? Thank you. If I was on a prop account, I think I'd be on my way to hitting that eval period. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Oh, should we do the bad part now? Oh. Oh, um, yeah, if, if we have to. Uh, with me, it's good balance. <laughs> uh, so I mentioned already Thursday. I was not all that happy with the way I traded Thursday. Mm -hmm. And I thought I had taken just a lot of FOMO trades or trades that weren't the plan. But I went back and reviewed them uh, Friday morning. And it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought. I only counted one trade that was probably something I shouldn't have done. Uh, the problem was that I was still feeling a lot of that emotions and stress and FOMO and I was still trying to trade and I was trying to take every opportunity. So even though there was like an idea or a thesis behind most of the trades, all but I think one of them, still not happy with the mindset that I was engaged in. And I think even when I started that day, I told you that I was not feeling mm -hmm. at peak performance and that I would be looking for any reason to cut the day off. Yeah. And I didn't do that. <laughs> mm. I, I I tried a couple. Uh, I, I I let myself get sucked into that that feeling of gold rush. I think we called it gold rush fever. Like I felt that return. Yeah, yeah. I was right there with you. That's Thursday. Uh, is my bad. Uh, the thing I wrote in my journal at the end of the day uh, was overtraded today. I was not patient. I, I did mm -hmm. get some good entries, but overall, it's off my game and not in a master trader's mindset started trading with desperation and not clarity that's uh that sounds like you lifted that from my journal <laughs> <laughs> we, sounds we like to... that could have been mine too and and uh, you know i read the 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 plan at the start of the day globex ranging going to start with price staying in range short the top and long the bottoms mm -hmm. and like after my first trade which was good i just started to fall apart and then trade more and then like i wasn't watching the dom and i, I was like trading short-term structure moves it was right just, like what happened i think we might have been feeding each other yeah yeah that's the downside of uh trading on uh you know with friends well you know yeah i'll take i'll take one bad day with uh four good ones well let me ask you this question how what was your PL on that day uh that day i only lost half a point yeah, uh, yeah. I, I think I lost 15 points total, hmm. which wasn't that bad. Like no. my max risk is supposed to be 500. So, Oh, good Lord. Oh, yeah. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. So uh, I think I think we've come a long way because these types of days are the days where I blow an account in the yeah. past. Oh. And to only, yeah, to only basically wipe hand. out. You yeah. can't see yep. it. Yep. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> to only lose basically one day's gain, uh, I think was... Yeah, uh, can't can't ask for too much more than that. Yeah, if my meltdown day is like I lost half a point, that's I know <laughs> I got I'm doing something right. Yep, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, my ugly, yes. uh, my ugly is getting stopped out on runners too soon. As in, I think I've been trading scared lately. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what to do about that. Um, you were kind of fighting a similar issue this yes. week, and you had a plan. Yes, and I'm disappointed in myself because uh, uh, I started Monday saying I'm not going to move my stops. And then yep. what did I do Friday? 
But you, it was only Friday was the only day you did it? Yeah, I don't remember moving my stops around. I don't remember either. Tuesday or Thursday. I think you did a pretty good job fulfilling that commitment. And I actually don't mind being less aggressive on Fridays because Fridays is about trying to end the week strong. Mm. Like the worst thing I think you can do is end the week red or end the day red at the end of the week and then have to stew on it for the rest of the week. Oh, the yeah. Weekend. Yeah. Instead of being like, hey, had a great week. Yeah. So I I don't mind getting stopped out of them on Fridays, but I think, uh, I don't know, maybe that's just me. I haven't done it, uh, but I'm actually going to go back and add up uh, the days, my the points I got from runners and the points I didn't get from the ones that got get stopped out because it, it moves my my stop loss moves to three points. Take yeah. Yeah. Profit. So break even, really. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the math and see if just these last couple of weeks, if I should just be taking full profit, not having any runners or not. I don't know. Yep. Uh, no, I think that's a good uh, good exercise. I don't know if I can give up the desire for runners because there's a lot of the the thrill that I allow myself in enjoying trading comes from having a runner. I think it's helpful for me to have a runner because then I at least have a piece of what's going on and I'm less likely to try to force another trade. Yeah. yeah. So I think actually holding like one contract is a cheaper way for me to to keep myself from engaging when I shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, also, and I think the no-brainer is is to, for for me personally. I think, yeah, yeah, it wrote right here on a note card was uh, uh, if if I've identified it's a range day, yes. I definitely don't have any runners. I think that's uh, probably the better plan. But days like like today and what was it Tuesday, mm-hmm. where we've we're in a trend day and like both those days, I got a piece in the morning, and if I could adjust left my stop alone and let my runner run that just sat on my hands yep could have really i could have i could have ended this week with 100 more points than i have right yeah you just gotta once you get a good entry and you think you've got the high or low a day yeah just uh just walk away and let the come back close it out at the end of the day yeah yeah maybe uh maybe check those stats too see how that would have worked if he had just done that instead Oh yeah, both times. Both yeah. times, if I would have just let my uh, stop loss sit, uh, I would have I would have hit my extended. Where where I like looked and was like destination trade. I think I think it should it's gonna go yep. here. Yep. Yep. Oh, well, I'll be damned. <laughs> All right. Did you have an ugly too, or? Um, no, I don't think I had anything that qualified as ugly this week. All right. Gosh, great week, dude. Happy. Great week. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right. Should we do a bet pick and? close this thing up oh yeah i was feeling good about myself (laughs) i need it wanna beat it gonna win it if i take it from you i'm filling my positions quit your bitch and random's gonna lose got a chart full of levels and a stop that's not too tight It's bet picking time in the shop So pick them right um, Well, I picked out a stock that was looking super interesting to me But now I'm noticing that they've got earnings on Wednesday And I'm not sure anymore I was looking at Sonos, S-O-N-O mm-hmm. They are, it looks like they just closed above a previous high Or really close to it but with the earnings coming on wednesday i don't know if we want to take that gamble no i'd rather bet on my ego oh ego it's in a nice it's just in a really strong channel up since december what's the symbol ego ego oh ego uh, it really is a stock eldorado gold corporation oh they just did a break and retest at 10 and they're on their way up uh, they should be at resistance here. Are you wanting to go long or short? Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna see what you wanted to do. I just really like that fucking channel. Right. <laughs> <laughs> look at look, oh. at, look at how pretty this channel is, Kyle. I like the rebound they had, and with inflation still being strong, you think gold should be doing well. The volume on the daily looks amazing. Mm-hmm. I could 
I can go for a long here. Do you want to go long off the open though, or do you want to try to get it at a better price? Um, like g- gapped down to get this this other this last candle. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think it's a. Uh... Oh, let's see. Let me look at the most recent price action. I'm looking at like when I zoom out and I add all the pricing from like the last couple of years. I'm like, we're at the top of the distribution block. I know. I'm like, but all that data, it's been so long. Um, you want to go? Wanna go long, huh? I kind. I don't know. I think I do. I think that looks really strong. I do. It looks like it's about to pop, right? It does. Um, maybe we just put a breakout above basically above the high of that swing 12 uh, i guess it would be 12 1250 was the high from last may okay you want to do a breakout of that one you do a, we can do a breakout there and then if it drops back and revisits say the 20 day ema will go long there too i actually i just want to buy it at open okay. i'm looking like they they shoved this back down to that 1150 and the buying just came right, right back out yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I could be crazy. They just well, they just just had earnings. Yep. Yeah. All right. Just go long it open. Play my ego. All right, go long ego. Uh, where do you want your stops and take profits? Um, stop loss at eleven thirty. Okay. Take profit at oh, we'll call it thirteen thirty. All right, all or. I mean, if it gets up there, let's just sell it all. all right. Sounds good to me. <laughs> that's that's a, that's a great that's a that's a great trade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, you ready for a random? Yes. What do we got? MS Random has decided to go for the finance sector. Morgan Stanley. Yes. Fucking random. I gotta let write this asshole a thank you letter. He beats me, and I have to thank him. <laughs> right. Or her? I have to thank it. I swear it's trolling us, but that does look like a nice double bottom. I also have had conversations with ChatGPT where I felt like it was trolling me. <laughs> well, ChatGPT doesn't pick the random stock. Maybe I should start asking them. Ask ChatGPT to start picking the stocks? Yeah, but it might it might do better. <laughs> I don't know if we can put up with that. <laughs> All right, only only if we if we do open a joint Ameritrade account. Okay. Put real okay. money in. And let ChatGPT trade it. It may not give us any. You have to really, really work to try to get it to make any sort of recommendations. Yeah, it doesn't like to do that. No, no, it does not. Should tell you something. (laughs) (laughs) Not advice. (laughs) All right, random Morgan Stanley. Morgan fucking Stanley. Okay, well, that's certainly a bigger company than Eldorado Gold. I swear to God, if it beats us with a bank stock. In this environment, I'm going to be living. It's going to hurt, right? Yeah, that uh, (laughs) that thank you letter might be a lot more sarcastic. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, sir. May I have another? (laughs) Thank you, Random, for all your wisdom. Every pick you make. We couldn't do the show without you. Yeah. Oh, wait, we did. (laughs) All right. Should we wrap this thing up? Oh. Yeah, put a bow on it. Go ahead. All right. Uh, uh, oh, uh, 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 we bet on our ego. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Kyle's frantic flailing in the water, desperately trying to tread brings us to the end of the episode we do want to thank you for sticking around all the way to the last closing seconds we have in fact reached that point when uh, we got a close shop uh we got plenty of uh, bets exciting things happening next time around but until then we're gonna have to send you on your merry way so kyle is there any last recommendations of something that they might want to consider yes i would like them to share this episodes with their friends like you're the fdic the episodes first republic's deposits and your friends are jp morgan <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a little bit of a trip, but I'm glad I took it. All right. All right. All right. Until next time, everybody. Happy trades. Bye.
Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades. All right, should we wrap this thing up? Oh, yeah, put a bow on it. Go ahead. All right. Uh, uh, oh, uh, 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 we bet on our ego, uh, ah. random bank stocks. Is this uh, your Dan impression? No, that's me <laughs> frantically trying to remember what you do. <laughs> Normally I'm writing out the trades. <laughs>